champions, Sasha Banks and Naomi, summarily and unprofessionally left the arena before this match could take place. say I'm not going to be on the whole show this week and it has nothing to do with what happened last week it has nothing to do with the hacker you want me to acknowledge you I will acknowledge you Travis the Walker Anderson you made it clear that you have an axe to grind and I should have expected it it was foolish of me to think that the lawyer and cipher could screw you over so bad and it not come back on me after all, together we are now the jury. You mentioned how you were not ungrateful for the opportunities that you gained by working with Chad. You just wanted to be able to spend more time at home. I understand that, especially these last two months. But Mr. Anderson, you had all the time in the world. You were the one who wanted the Phoenix to put the world title on the line in King of the Mike. And it's not my fault you weren't able to show up to defend it. And had it stripped away from you. You of all people know when Promo Slam is, it's your favorite event after all. Now I don't know how communications broke down between you and Chad. What I do know is he represented you and you wanted out. You weren't willing to play, and Cypher was. So yes, you were replaced. But for somebody who wants to spend so much time at home, you sure have been busy. You went to the trouble to form yourself a new group and hack into the show last week. What was it you called yourselves? The House of Ashes? Wow, that's very poetic. And you say the mystery opponent that the shape chose for Moses next week at Trivia Takeover is part of your group? Which begs the question, is the shape also part of your group? See, it's no secret that I've lost control of that psychopath. And if he is out to cause chaos within Max Wrestling by using you, someone who was once part of the Max Elite, now just a drifter then that only tells me one thing, 
You've been planning this for weeks. So next question, what took you so long? You've had 49 days to contact me, to ask me what the hell happened to Promomania, why you were blindsided by Chad and Cypher, why you were beat down in your own home, why you were fired by the lawyer. And instead, you went to my once alter ego, the shape who is now more of a loose cannon than ever before. And I'm sure you want answers. I'm sure you want the truth. Truth is, you can't handle the truth. You're not gonna get those answers because you may have escaped your notice, but when Chad fired you, you forgot about the 90 day no compete clause, which is a damn shame because after what you did to Corey last week, Objection, Captain. Calls for speculation. To answer your question, not only am I part of the House of Ashes, I am the House of Ashes. I am the one who gave Travis Anderson the keys to the back door. I am the one who selected a mystery opponent for Moses Marquez. And I am the one who has signed Travis Anderson to a new deal. It seems that when Travis became world champion last summer, your lawyer forgot to update his no-compete clause. Which means the walker is free to sign wherever he wants. And he chose the House of Ashes. But not only does this deal mean Travis does what he wants when he wants on Max Wrestling. It also comes complete with a guaranteed World Championship promo bout on July 28th at Promo Slam. And Captain, we really hope that the World Champion is still you. As for this week, well, as you decided to take a week off, Travis Anderson will be playing co-host to Moses Marquez. And remember Moses, there's always a place for you in our house. Do not go adjusting your listening devices and your YouTube. It is Thursday, and you know what that means. Episode 375 of Max Wrestling. This is your current captain, if you will, speaking, El Jefe, Moses Marquez. And I am joined by my brother, the other half of the Max Wrestling Outsiders, the guy, the other half of that table that wants me to sign these deals. I haven't had this many freaking people recruiting me since high school. My man, Travis the Walker Anderson. Good morning. How you doing, brother? That's right. Love it. Not much, my dude. Glad, you know, the Mr. Ego Captain took the week off so I could 
take a couple hours and uh, maybe convince you to join House of Ashes. That's the gimmick right now. It's I'm. It, this is like I said. I'm I'm fresh meat to the highest bidder at this point. I mean, I mean, I swear to God, you might as well dub me Adam Cole. I'm just joking. Don't do that. <laughs> But no, it, in all reality, that is that is as far as we're concerned, that is the thing we're really looking forward to is what's going down next week. But there is a quite a bit to get into right here, right now, and I got to ask you about it first and foremost. Sasha Banks and Naomi. I am not convinced that it's real. I mean, we could play that card. You know I me. Mean, you already know how I'm gonna go. I'm gonna glean with my sources, and everybody hates my source anyway. So, well, I mean, you, typically when WWE re- releases statements like that on like real breaking news like that, uh, they use the real names of the talent, mm-hmm. plus, and then they do the AKA. Uh, Ring name. Right. And they did not do that with this one. Uh, it, I feel like there might be some more because if you look down at the match itself, it was supposed to have been a six pack challenge. It was supposed to have been Sasha, Naomi, uh, Becky, Oscar, Dewdrop, and Nikki ASH. Well, four of the six wasn't in the match. Yeah. If Sasha and Naomi walked out, then why was Nikki and Dewdrop not a part of the match? Why wasn't it made a fatal four way? True. That- there's something there's just something a lot about it really that just does not add up. Now the story that's being told makes sense. They are not respected as tag team champions like they should be. But to be fair, the women's tag titles, have it's just as big as a joke as the 24-7 championship. Unfortunately. But uh, there's talk about them going to be part of the bloodline. And like it's a work. I don't know so. about all that, but okay. That's, I mean, that's that's an interesting take. The reason why I say all that is, is like I've heard a, a broad spectrum of different things, and what my source was leaning towards. <laughs> or let me let's just I'm just gonna have to go with it. I listen to Dave all the time. Yeah. You know, everybody's you get it. Daz gets it. Other people do. Some people hate it. According to Dave, Uncle Dave says that apparently the plan was that they were going to end up just jobbing out at the next pay-per-view. Sasha was going to go up against Ronda and lose. Naomi was going to go against, uh, I I think they said Rhea. Bianca. Oh, Bianca. There you go. And lose. And they were like, uh, but we're the tag champs. And I'm like, dude, first off. If you go back to like the 2000s, they used to disrespect the shit out of tag team champions on a on a daily basis, putting them in handicap matches and double handicap matches, just fucking ruining them. And it didn't matter because it wasn't a tag team match. Now I understand yep. the 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 whole we're being disrespected 
But again, let's th- th- those belts were respected on one fucking team, on two teams. Let me stop. On two teams. And that was the first team that won it, which was Sasha and Bailey and the Iconics. Yeah. That was the only two teams that this those tag titles mattered on. And they've been a joke ever since. They were a joke when they were on a super serious team like Nia Jax and uh, Shayna Baszler. So why all of a sudden do we give a crap about it? Now, I understand the underutilization where, you know, if you're going to fucking bury me, well, you know, like, fuck out of here. I understand that. I understand that concept of walking out because, like, dude, then what's the point? You know, you're fed up. Apparently, this has been going on with Sasha for a while. She's been deleting people off Twitter and all kinds of social media since Saturday. So this has been a to me. I'm full blown into this. I think this is as real as it gets. I think this is something that's in no way a work. I think this is their way of saying, like, we are commodities. We can go somewhere else. Sasha Banks was I forget her name something uh mercedes i believe is her name and she could go work anywhere she really could she can go to impact and be their biggest women's star even surpassing diana perrazzo she can go to aew I, and immediately compete with a brit baker with sasha i think she would even just focus on her acting career that especially too. with mandalorian and uh i think she's supposed to be in book of boba fett season yep. two or something like that so, I mean, she could really focus on that side. Uh, Naomi, she would do great in Impact. Na- Ring of Honor. Yeah, for sure. She is, an, uh, she's, I don't want to say she's on the, I don't want to say this in a negative way. I feel like she, her, her, she's a gimmick. She has what, she, she has her appeal of a certain manner. Can it work outside of the E? I don't know, but I would not hate the idea of checking it out yeah yeah um i know like Corey graves he was getting all sorts of uh heat and backlash from his comments of calling them uh unprofessional live on commentary but my thing is it just happened monday Mm -hmm. it for all we know it could just be some sort of covid cover-up uh, what if they got I mean, they got tested or something? Who knows? We don't really know exactly what happened. Uh, we wasn't there. I personally feel like it's a work, and they're building to something. Um, they've been pitch. I know Naomi's been pitching a lot to try to join the bloodline. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we're not really going to know the truth until tomorrow on smackdown yeah we'll have to wait and see i mean i i I, like i said there's a million different ways we could look at this we could we could think that they're completely done we think that this is going to be a way towards the bloodline this is you know hey i'm fucking taking my ball and going home this is we don't you're absolutely right we don't know so we're in speculation land but we're all salivating at the mouth except for nerds on tiktok and that's what leads us directly into shit's Mark say. <laughs> Can you believe the shit these marks say? 
And this week in Shitmark State, we're leaving it at just two. I did not scour the internet like fucking Daz does going on Twitter and all kinds. He's a brave motherfucker for doing that one. I am not jumping on that wagon. Um, but I will go with the TikTok stuff. We are over a thousand, by the way, and I thank everyone for doing that. Max Wrestling will be getting to Twitch here soon. We're either going to start or this is going to end up being a thing. But as of right now, mark your calendars. Uh, we're going to do a live stream of Double or Nothing. I'm basically like my live reactions, but hang out on Twitch. Come kick it with me and the boys and the TSK and anybody else that's hanging out. It's going to be a good old fun time. But let's get into the these marks and the dumb shit that they say. And it has to go with the Sasha Banks and the, and the Naomi thing. How everybody was super ridiculing them. How they were, oh, they were on the side of the Corey Graves, if you will, saying how they were unprofessional and how dare they walk out. And, oh, you're ungrateful for your spot. But yet they were turned around and they were praising Tony Storm when she walked out. You know, but then at the same time, those same people that probably bashed Sasha and Naomi were bashing Stone Cold for leaving with the whole Brock Lesnar thing. Yeah. So it's just like it's one of those situations where it's like you just need to sit back. You need to see how it fucking plays out. If they're wanting to be disrespectful and they're that then let it be them. Are you signing the fucking contract? Are you the one setting up for them to do the fucking spots? Are you? No, you're not doing none of this shit. You're sitting your fat ass at home fucking trying to watch what they're doing. And trust me, bud, they could give a crap. So like good for them. Stand up for what you fucking believe in. If this is a real game, if this is a real McDeal, you know what I mean? I hope Naomi yeah. gets a push because of it. I hope Sasha gets taken more seriously because of this, because they are real deal talents. They have a lot more real deal talent, but these are former world champions that have quite literally gone to the wayside. My thing is this. This is probably one of the last things I'll say about it, but if it's a work, it's a good work mm-hmm. because it's true. You know, they, the, the tag team championships, whether, well, I can't really say the men's right now because that's mm-hmm. like the number one story going aside from Cody Rhodes. True. Um, but for the women's, it's never been important. It's, they would go to NXT or they would have to do dark matches or they, it was singles matches. Like what? What did it do for um, uh, Selena Vega? <laughs> I was trying to really think. I got nothing. I got nothing. I'm blanking. Like, look at the last five cha- uh, women's tag team champions. It hasn't really done anything for anybody. Like I said, the and only so, the, the, I named yeah. the only real three that had any true impact. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean... If it's a story, it's a good story, and they're doing the right thing to make it notable. Um, but if it's real, then more power to them on that as well. Exactly. So either way, it's the right way to go, Right, I think. It, but it just might not be good for them if it is real, because there's already talks backstage from what I've seen of them getting potentially fired over. I mean, that's, that's big deal news. Nobody deserves to lose a job over, you know, uh, 
talking about how they feel or leaving for how they feel, you know, being uh, showing that they're un- underutilized and underappreciated, that they're willing to take their ball and go home, knowing damn well that, like, you know, they're taking a check away from themselves. They're having to gamble on themselves to, for what they believe in. You know, this is an old I man. Wonder- but no, granted, this is an old man that keeps bringing back this old fucker to do bullshit. I wonder what would happen if Sasha Banks was not Naomi's partner. Let's say it was Zelina Vega or one of the other many, many other underutilized uh, women wrestlers on the roster. Mm -hmm. We're talking about Sasha Banks. Do you honestly think, like, if it's real... If it was Naomi and Vega or one of the others or like Nikki A.S.H. or Dewdrop that was her partner, I guarantee they would be damn near fired on the spot. Oh, yeah. That's that's factual statement right there. But with Sasha, she'll get a slap on the wrist and Naomi might just be heard in the background, too. Like we like I said earlier, not going to really know anything until at least tomorrow on smackdown yeah all we can do is hope for some some kind of uh i guess i don't want to say resolution i don't want to go that far and go with resolution but hopefully we get some kind of i guess just i don't want to say end game but just we need to know what the fuck's going down all right and i need to know by fucking tomorrow or i'm not gonna say i don't give a shit or i'm just gonna just start fucking i'm not gonna bash him i don't know i just i don't like being out of the loop and this yeah. is one of those things where we have to be out of the loop because we don't know what's going on because it's it was like the fucking Cody thing. Is this a work? Is this a shoot? And yeah, look how I, it turned but, out. I mean, at the same time, it, it, it's good because look, we're talking about WWE, right? That's our headline, by and the way. And we're excited and we're wanting to tune in just to find out what the hell is going to happen. Yeah, shockingly. On top of that, also the other tag team unification match tomorrow too. Yeah, they better fucking actually go through with that shit and not quit. They need to stop jerking my chain. Yeah, so, it's going to be a sick man tag. Piss me off. <laughs> anyway, uh, the last thing for shit marks say and uh, call me a call me a women's rights activist, if you will, kind of like punk, but nowhere on the level of punk. Um, for the fans and for the people on TikTok, for the for the hard for the, what's the what's the terminology for that toxic masculinity, those dudes out there, stop bagging on ladies for liking pro wrestling. Okay, I understand that dudes look like that and like that and like that, and it's their your immediate perspective is oh they're just doing it because the guys are hot, bro. Like if that's what got them into it, I don't give a shit. What's keeping them into it? If it's just the looks, hey, whatever. It's a fucking view in my mind, bud. The fact is they're willing to watch it and brag about watching it. They're willing to be a fan. Whatever got them into it. I was the guy that loves to go around and tell everybody that my appeal to pro wrestling was this little I, it's a little character right there, but it's The Undertaker. Okay? I saw him one night on fucking television when I should have been asleep like every goddamn seven-year-old should be in the middle of the night, but I couldn't help myself. And I saw him, and every day I scoured the fucking television to find what the fuck pro wrestling was. And I found WCW, shockingly. So I I got attracted to a WWF thing and ended up a WCW kid. So if people 
get attracted by the way Jungie looks and then stays for the way Kenny Omega cuts promos or the way William Regal is the greatest manager to ever live, hey, then it's a W. All right? Let ladies like what they want to like. Stop being fucking nerds. And that's goddamn fucking the marks and the bullshit they say. The fucking now, this isn't really a shit mark say, but it, it's stupid as hell, though. Okay, I'm with it, though. Uh, Let's go with it. Somebody tweeted, Randy Orton is the only active WWE wrestler who has not missed a single WrestleMania since 2004, except 2016. So that, what sense does that make? What? <laughs> Why would you put uh, a stat out there and then immediately contradict yourself right at the end? Hit him with uh, the accept. My- <laughs> well, then in this in this instance, then John Cena has been in more fucking WrestleManias than Randy Orton, except all these other ones. Exactly. Like, fucking uh, what? Uh, Michael Cook uh, commented on it. I think. He goes by Cookie on the show. Um, he said, I've been to every single mania except all of them. <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there in spirit, damn it. It's uh, still shit, Mark say, but it, that's the good kind. That's the good kind, because <laughs> we are shit. We are Marks, and the shit we say is goddamn hilarious. <laughs> All right, so let's get into some other fun topics for this evening. I actually started by talking about, uh, you know, women's rights, and it's got to be the top story. What is your thoughts on fucking Punk's shirt last night? Hey, more power to him. I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna argue with the dude. I'm. I'm kind of with you. I just. I was just like, of course it would be punk. And then I do have, I do have some friends, and I do have uh, some uh, some followers that their immediate reaction was, "Why do you have to make it political?" And I'm like, "Why must we? Why must we make it political? That's the problem. Why are yeah. we making it political? Okay." It doesn't have to be. It's a fucking t-shirt. I mean, it it was just a t-shirt. Is it controversy? Yes. But it's a t-shirt. But at the same time, that's America for you. You know, freedom of speech. And if you want to, we don't have to agree with you. But you have a right to your beliefs and if you want to take that to national international television that's up to you buddy like i'm not i'm i'm a wrestling fan i'm not here for your beliefs and what you do and do not believe in and you you're a damn great wrestler one of the best in the world that's all that's all i need right now right that's uh, that's what i'm here for i'm not here for how are you as a person i'm here for you to entertain me unfortunately like i i I, not to say it like that but it's the truth i think i personally think it's great that uh aew can do that uh Mm -hmm. wrestlers can speak their mind and they can it's just open you know 
there, there's been many. It's not the first time we've seen something controversial uh, or um, risque. Yeah, or just like uh, political or whatever. It's been done multiple of times, especially with uh, uh, in the promos and like. But this one, it, it was a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. He didn't say nothing. He wasn't out there, you know, picketing or protesting. You know, he, he didn't say nothing about it. If he did, I missed it on right, commentary. I didn't hear nothing. I didn't realize the shirt until um, after the match. Well, then there you go. So that's it, it. It may have driven some of y'all wild, but the reality is, at the end of the day, it's a T-shirt and it's their choice. So, uh, as much as I want to keep going with AEW stuff, I got a lot to talk about with the show. Um, so, I'm going to skip around a little bit. Uh, but I do want to say congratulations to Jim Ross signing a new 18-month contract with the AEW. want to keep him around, you know, when he's not hanging out at the farm, if you know what I'm saying. Because he's got his own weed. Yeah, I said it like that. Anyway. Um, so, Miro... Are you ready for this? Miro's coming back to television, Jack. Just, just not yeah, AEW you television. Said something before the show on that, that, and that was the first I've heard of. It. So this is completely That's new. That's right. Well, then me. let me get into this. Thank you to uh, goddamn figure4daily.com or F4W online. Miro will be starring in a lovely television show on CBS if I fucking can find the goddamn article. Where the fuck did it go? I just had it. Anyway, goddamn Miro's going to be on television. He's not going to be on AEW TV. It makes me wonder, like, why? And the reason why I say it like that is because, like, look at the way they, they treat John Cena and The Rock when you know, they want to go and they want to wrestle. They make a big fucking deal out of it because if they get hurt, you know, it's, it's, you know, it can mean detriment to the show. But then again, most television shows are kind of recorded as a whole pre, you know, before the thing. So I'm just, I I want Miro back. What show is it? Uh, It is called, I just had the goddamn page open. It is called, that is not the name of it. It's called East New York. East New York. He's going to play a character by the name of, (laughs) of course it would be, Nikola Doshkin. Wow. His character can be heard asking uh, for a lawyer during a police interrogation. looks like he's a bad guy. Ooh. I'm interested now. I like cop shows. I mean, (laughs) I, I don't know how great his acting abilities can be. For a TV show or a crime show or whatever, right. so I mean, if that's what he's wanting to do, and he don't want to be, you know, on AEW TV or he's not, he's been off television for seven months. Last time he wrestled yeah. was uh, at Full Gear. Is it like? Yeah, wasn't he uh, recovering from some sort of injury? I want to say his Achilles. No, yeah. uh, uh, no, 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 no. I think it was a like a peck or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember. He was torn something or another. Let's just go with that. But apparently it is also reported that he had signed a contract extension and is going to be with AEW through 2026. So he ain't going uh, nowhere. Man, no time. He's soon. got all the time in the world. 
as he should, <laughs> which is good for him, man. I'm, I mean, that's awesome. Like, I, he is he is somebody that I obviously miss on my television. That's why I'm talking about the guy. I'd rather yeah. see him in the ring than on a goddamn cop show. But now I'm willing to watch a fucking cop show to watch him do anything. I mean, like, I've never really been a Rusev fan. Uh, I've never, I kind of like him as Miro, um, but if he comes back, I'm okay with it. If not, I'm okay with that too. I dig it. I dig it either way. So, Hell, uh, uh, Lana and Nia Jax is coming back to wrestling. There's that's right. A rest, I want to say it's uh, AOP, Authors of Pain. AOP did got, start a promotion. Uh, yes, they did. Yep, they're bringing in uh, Mojo Riley, Nia Jax. They're bringing um, in Lana. a lot of cats. If I can find the story, yeah. I'm gonna, I'll plug it uh, for you. Braun Strowman, Tanil uh, uh, Dashwood, mm-hmm. uh, Fandango. It it is a a fucking stacked goddamn card. Let me, I tell you yeah. what, some of the guys they have, they even have a dude. Uh, I believe fucking Alistair Overeem is a part of this show. Yep. And I'm yeah, like, he's uh, debuting there too. And I'm thinking to myself, fucking the guy that was supposed to beat Brock Lesnar and like save mixed martial arts, and they ever never ended up having that fucking fight. And and I'm like, and now he's gonna fucking wrestle. So I'm, I am absolutely enthused. Now it did trip me out because like when I read the name of the company. I was like, I swear to God, that was already a company in like the UK, but I mean, I guess I was, I guess I was wrong, but uh, I, and it's like wrestling entertainment series or something like that. Uh, I can't remember. I don't know. I have no idea. Right. It's something like that. I believe they start taping in. If I could find the fucking story, I would love to tell y'all more. I can't, unfortunately, all of a sudden. I fucking just had it, too, which is the thing that kills me. Goddamn, my computer is either really fast for me or I'm too fast for it at this point. <laughs> so, but oh, well, it's going to happen in the UK. Yeah, the W uh, yep. WES. Actually, no, it's going to happen uh, across Europe in the Middle East. Uh, some of the biggest names in professional wrestling will be announced very soon in this kickoff event. Blah, 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 blah. Good for them. I mean... Uh, I did not expect AOP to turn around and g- become fucking promoters of all things, let alone like I, I, I was hoping they would come back to wrestling to wrestle. You know, they had a nice appeal to me. I thought that they would be, you know, a nice, cool thing to to see come back, maybe have them an impact or something like that. But the, the, the fact to see them do a, you know, a fucking indie show is, is kind of kick ass. But all right, here we go. Actually, I have the card now. So they're pre- so they got two pre-show matches. The first one is act is Fandango versus No Way Jose. So it's, but it's Dirty Dango and Luis uh, Velasquez Jr. The other pre-match is uh, Mike Bennett versus uh, Biff Busick, who is the former uh, Oni Lorcan. Then you have Dean. I have no idea how to pronounce his fucking last name, but that has to be the name he went. Well, that's got to be his real name. Mojo Rawling against Lindsay Dorado. Lindsay Dorado, by the way, being like a big stoner now, apparently is his gimmick in, in all of wrestling. He's always passing the joint to people. It's hilarious. Uh, they, I don't, for a brand new promotion, there's already champions. 
So the women's tag team championship match is uh, Madison Rain and Tennille Dashwood against Deanna Peraza and Chelsea Green. That just sounds like a fucking banger. Um, Killer Cross or yeah, Killer Cross. Yeah. Don't I don't know why they ever put fucking don't ever put Karrion Cross next to his fucking (laughs) name. Don't ever do it again. (laughs) Killer Cross and uh, Samurai Del Del Sol, who is Kalisto uh, versus Bronson Reed. So that's a nice three way. That's going to be that one looks fucking fun. Tag team title match again. I don't understand how they got these fucking dudes. Um, I have who? Oh, the authors of pain. That's the real names. Oh my god. Whew, I am not gonna say their real names. That nope, not gonna do it. Uh, against Weston Blake and uh, Steve Macklin. Wait a minute, they're going against fucking what? <laughs> they're going against what? Fucking Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler. They're going against the fucking dudes. Uh, what was the goddamn faction they were in with dumb shit? With fucking uh, Jackson Riker or whatever the hell's name is. I don't know. Oh, uh, uh, the Forgotten Sons. Sons. The Forgotten yeah, Sons, because I Sons. fucking forgot them. Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, the former Nia Jax, Lena Fanene. I, I, I'm not doing it. Nia Jax, uh, CJ Perry, a.k.a. Lana for the Women's Championship. And then the World Championship is uh, Adam Shear. Or AKA Titan, I think is what he's been calling himself in CYN. Against yeah. Alistair Overy making his pro wrestling debut. So if you're fucking a big time MMA guy and you want to go to pro wrestling, fucking hit up the goddamn Authors of Pain and you're immediately thrown in the world title match. <laughs> no fuck. I mean, I don't know how much fucking uh, in ring work this guy has even done. Like, I'm so I have curious. No idea. It, I, I, I saw that literally this morning before we jumped on the call and I was like, what the hell is like the WWE, uh, 2020 COVID purge reunion tour. That's what it felt like. Big Just time. Like all the people that have been in fired over the past couple of years in the purge all this- together. And it's weird. Even uh, several like Nia Jack says she was never going to return. Facts. And the fucked up thing is Alistair Overeem used to actually bash pro wrestlers. So <laughs> so like, the whole thing is hilarious. And just call it the hypocrite show. And I'm terrified for everybody's safety. And, but have fun with it. <laughs> no, no, not everybody's safety. I'm, I, I'm sure like the like a good handful of the matches are going to be just fine. I don't know about CJ Perry and, and, and Nia Jax. That's going to, that already scares me. Yeah. Um, if Alistair Overeem gets hurt, it's your own fucking fault, pal. I don't know what to tell you on that one. Oh, jeez. Uh, all right. Um, not necessarily. Uh, let's go, actually let's go with this one first. Let's go with the New Japan releasing dates for the G One Climax, the thirty second G One Climax. So they're actually going to start July the sixteenth, and the tournament is going to end the finals on um, a Thursday, August the eighteenth. And the reason why they're doing this is normally th- this is a tournament that takes place in I want to say September, but thanks to the Olympic Games last year or pause uh, back in twenty twenty, they you know in the whole COVID thing and everything, it just it's all these nice good old fashioned conflictions. It's been pushed, been pushed, been pushed. Now they're doing it right, almost pretty much right after the fucking Best of the Super Juniors. Actually, no, the Best of the Super Juniors is going to end in June. They're going to get about a month uh, off and then right into the G1. 
And the G1 already, as far as I know, this is as far as I know, it is confirmed. I have about four different readable sources. One of none of them, by the way, are Dave Melter. And they all say that there is one American so far in the G1, and it's Eddie Kingston. And I am in love with that. So with that, I have to ask you, since you're the outsider in the guy that got into Japan late, the guy that's watching AEW the whole nine, give me five more guys from AEW that you want in the G1. Oh, I don't give a shit. Like, Uh, even if it's like they're at home right now, give me five guys. I would like to see Danielson. That's a given. That's a given. CM Punk would be cool. I love the idea. I don't know if he can last, but I love the idea. Yeah. Um, I would say Jungle Boy. I'd rather him the best of the Super Juniors, but I love it. Yeah. Um, God, there's so many. There is. Uh Oh, hell. <laughs> Just for shits and giggles, uh, Orange Cassidy and uh, Dan Housen. First and, first and foremost, people think that fucking Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy wouldn't get over in Japan. Must oh, I introduce so you to my man, Toro Yano, who would like tape you to the ring post? Or fucking yeah. like tape you like tape your he, he would take the he would always unbuckle the pad and hit you with the pad. And you're supposed to sell it like a chair shot. I fucking love Yano. He's a total fucking nerd, but he's fucking hilarious. And I really think that they could do some serious comedy gold, Orange Cassidy and him, maybe even Dan Housen and him. So that is a very interesting setup. I like that. They're obviously not gonna win, you know that, but it's it's it, the yeah. fun idea behind it alone is sheer awesomeness. Um, my five, I want to go, I don't want to say I want to go more serious because of, you know, to be a douche or head or whatever, but to be on the more uh, serious side of this whole gimmick, uh, you name two right off the bat that I, that I've, Danielson is a, is, to me is a must, is an absolute must. Punk, the idea behind it alone just kind of makes you salivate. You know, it, it brings you back to when he was sitting on top of the ramp talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling, talking about Ring of Honor. It brings you back to that time, gives you those feels, that that vibe. And I like that. I love the idea of Moxley being in it. I feel like he's going to dump a bunch of people on his head. And the amount of the amount of great matches he could have with the fucking hooray of the fucking spread of guys, guys like Evil, guys like Sonata, Naito, even it all depends on what bracket he's in. If he's in the B bracket, that tends to be one of the better brackets anyway. And if he is, he'd be in there with like an Okada and a Shingo Takagi. So that's in its own is just bananas. Another dude, and this is a total underrated dude that nobody's talking about going to Japan and doing some shit, and it's fucking Malachi Black. You have to get him out there, and you need to get a dude who is sufficient and strong style to go to Japan and literally kick some fucking people in the chest. My last guy is a dude I don't think anybody would have ever thought would be in a G1, and it's not just because he's an American but mainly because he's just it's it's not 
he's so young. He's so young and he's so, I don't know, fresh. And I love the idea already. And it's Wardlow. And I don't know. Yeah, what, I was thinking Wardlow. I don't know what it is about the idea of just that, fi- like, because, and I hate, and I, again, and no disrespects, and I'm already going to, I can already feel it from Japan coming my way. There's never been that big guy. And they had one. They had one. And I can't remember his name, but he was fucking massive. This guy was this just gigantic fucking Asian dude. And I think he got popped for PEDs or whatever. And we never heard from him since. I can't remember his name. Um, but we haven't had a big dude in the G1 in a long time. And yeah. I mean a big muscular dude. I mean, Shingo's a strong guy. He's a big, strong guy. Evil's a big, strong guy. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, like, a dude like a warlord, like the physique, the fucking, you know what I mean? The towering plus, essence. It would be, like, really good for Wardlow. Exactly. So, like, he could learn so much and be take it to a whole new level when he came back. Yeah, hey, exactly. He didn't be, have to win I, a single match. Yeah. Uh, you go like, out there and you good. get humbled and you're like, wow, this is what it is. Yep. Fucking shit. Like, that's... I love that. That's what I'm loving about this partnership. I've been loving the idea the idea of this partnership for the longest goddamn time. And it just... It makes me salivate. Makes me salivate. I cannot wait. I mean, hell... We got double or nothing next fucking Sunday, dude. Next Sunday, we got two matches set up already. And it's the world title match, Hangman Page and um, CM Punk for the world title. And a fucking just, oh, triple threat tag match. Fucking the fucking Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks versus the Hardys. And don't get me wrong. Is it the heart? Don't am I wrong? Is it not the Hardys? Yeah, it's not the Young Bucks either. Oh, it's, is it Red uh, Dragon? Jurassic Express against uh, FT? Not FTR. Um, is it F? No. Uh, it's uh, what is his damn name? Uh, you got me confused now. Hold on. They just announced it. Damn, I know last that's the night. problem. Uh, FTW champion Ricky Starks and uh, that's what it is. Ricky Powerhouse Starks and Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs. Thank you. And Keith Lee, Keith Lee and Swerve. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay, real indie status. Real indie status. Okay, yeah. actually, there's a lot more on this card than uh, meets the eye. Let's quickly go through it. Um, hold on. Wait a minute. Oh, that shouldn't have happened. Open that. Where'd you go? There you go. All right. I need that to stay open because you're going to fuck everything up if I don't. Okay. Um, where is my card? I just fucking had it. This is the problem I'm having today. <laughs> Got the, the Owen Hart tournament. Yes. The Owen Hart tournament final. Finals. That's going to be a good one. Who do you think it's going to come down to? Oh, God. Oh, the fucking just the amount of dudes in this tournament, bro, that I'm having like so many thoughts about is ridiculous. Um, I was thinking uh, Adam Cole and Samoa Joe. Well, that's the thing. They're going to be, they're going against each other. So it's going to end up being, yeah, it's going to either be Samoa Joe or Kyle or actually, no, that's right. No, you're right. Adam Cole is the one in the final. 
That would yeah. be interesting if it was Kyle and Adam Cole. That's what I'm actually leaning towards. I'm thinking it's going to be that one, mainly because I feel like Satnam Singh is going to interfere. I felt like if it yeah. wasn't Johnny Nitro and I were going to already spill. Actually, you know what? Before we do that, let's hit the break. So I wait fucking the guy who's over there complaining, taking the day off with his feet up, hanging out, serving bottles to the baby can have an easy day we'll cut to a break we'll come back with a double or nothing lineup talk about rampage pause fucking dynamite all right so we're back yeah we're going to talk about rampage too at least one story from rampage which i'll get into in a bit but i do want to go through this double or nothing card first we thought we were talking about the uh the men's tournament final and the possibility of adam cole and kyle o'reilly Already kind of putting people against each other, already causing maybe the, what the fuck is it, the Undisputed Elite to quite possibly already break up. You know, Kenny Omega was rumored to be backstage last night, which definitely fucking tells you why the goddamn show was awesome on a fucking match level, at least. Well, actually, no, you know what? I thought the entire show was awesome, but the fact that he's back there means he's got to be getting ready to come back, right? I hope so. That's my guess. And if he's getting ready to come back, you cannot tell me there is no other feud he needs to immediately dive headfirst into than against Adam Cole. It has to be done. You can't, like, you're doing this, and I understand why you're doing this. You're not Stevie Wonder, but I understand why you're doing it. The thing (laughs) is, I mean, the diehards, you got to think about this is for the diehards. You got to think about the diehards, the guys that have been around when Adam Cole got kicked out of the Bullet Club and Ring of Honor. You got to think about it when it was the fucking deception before Cody. And it's 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 been building for years, Patna, for years. I just think there needs to be there's got to be something on the line for it. Like there needs to be something to doesn't need to be. Kenny does not have to be champ or not. One more time. I I think it just needs to be like a slow burn. Like they need to build to it for the casual fan. And the diehards get it. But at the same time, Adam Cole and Kenny Omega have not been on the screen together. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Hold on. Let me spin it like this then. Let's go with it's Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly. And instead of immediately going for Adam Cole, Kenny Omega, we get the sixth man of the Undisputed Era in the fucking Super Click. Yeah. The Bucks and Kenny Omega against Red Dragon and Adam Cole. Oh, absolutely. That, like, that would be perfect for the uh, uh, trios tag that's coming. See, there we go. And according to fucking Tony, he's got belts made for days. God only knows yeah. what else he has. He's got a white claw belt for all we fucking know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. The second one. They're supposed to be debuting two new titles at Double or Nothing. And one has to be the trios. He's already said that they're made and Wait, just ready two? to debut. Huh? Okay, hold on. Okay, so since you said two, and I'm going to go off what you said by being two, are we thinking maybe this means there's going to be a title revamp or is there just another title being added? From my understanding, another one being added. Hey, I don't know what and division you could add. I have no idea. 
I was racking my brain about it all night last the night. Only thing that comes out. to I mind is a juniors. Yeah, but isn't that what the TNT title kind of is? No. The T- only thing that makes sense to me for uh, a new title aside from the trios would to finally put the two TNT titles together. Well, according to Scorpio Sky, one of them's on the fucking shelf at a uh, uh, fucking uh, AKA or whatever, or American <laughs> Top Team. So I- I'm, but okay. My personal feelings about the TNT title, as much as I love that belt and I've loved the, the three year history behind it and the blah blah blah. Here's my my pitch, and I'll get some heat about it for it later. You're on TBS. You're garnering a lot of the WCW-esque vibes. Bring back the television title. Yeah, well. Give me, no, 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 hear me out. Give me the old school TV title, the one that was defended bi-weekly on WCW television. Every other week, if not every week, there was a television title defense. If that means... Everybody on that roster gets a shot to be TV champ, and everybody on that roster gets a shot to be TV champ. I could, I could see more of a uh, kind of like a hardcore title. Uh, it'd be like a death match title or something. Or I could see that. I could see, but then just go to um, DC Dub. I could see uh, revamping. Uh, the TNT title. Um, I could even possibly see like a Forbidden Door title. See, that's oh, interesting. One that travels and uh, gets defended. I can everywhere. definitely see that one. Now, see, that yeah. is something I can really see an inner an international title. And actually, you can yeah. even call it the AW International title. That does, you know what? That's what I like. See, that's something yeah. that right there. That's why we do this thing. We spitball. We come up with these cool things. That's that's one I like because that was the original idea behind the IWGP United States Championship. Yeah, is it was only going to be defended in America and all this other stuff, and that I really like. That I really really like. All right, dude, get back to this card real quick. We'll finish it up, get into into Dynamite. Um, so in the pre-show, we have Hookhausen, you know, Hook and Downhausen against Tony Nese and uh, Smart Mark Sterling. We have the, I think it's just a five-man tag, Blood and Guts, or I don't know what it's going to be yet. They haven't exactly. Anarchy given, Asylum. <laughs> as Moxley would say. So you yeah. have the Jericho Appreciation Society. I have to say it just like from Liar Liar. Against uh, the... It's Moxley, Danielson, Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. Then we have the Owen Hart Foundation Women's Tournament, the finals, which is going to be either Britt Baker or Tony Storm versus Ruby Soho or Red Velvet or Chris Statlander. So since we have the opportunity, how about we finish that bracket and then we'll save predictions for next week. Yep. So Uh, now – Here's the thing with the uh, crazy five-on-five match. Mm -hmm. Apparently, Daniel Bryan got hurt. Actually, I was going to get into that. No, he's not hurt. He's perfectly fine. He he got caught in between that ramp and the ring. And I've always hated that goddamn ramp. And that was my biggest fear. Somebody's going to get their fucking leg caught in that motherfucker, and it's going to get scary. 
Luckily enough, it wasn't scary, but he was trapped in that some bitch for about 10 minutes. And everybody yeah. got a little worried and everybody got real nervous and all this other stuff. As far as we know, he was perfectly fine. It was just one of those like awkward moments. So I highly recommend TK, you get rid of that fucking thing. I understand Impact made it look cool for a little bit. You ain't Impact. Okay? I need you to not be fucking sacrificing dudes for the sake of a goddamn walkway. Please and gracias. Uh, all right, so we did talk about, you know what? I, as much as I love the idea of like Tony Storm getting big wins, I don't think Britt Baker would fucking really garner too much from winning this whole thing, would she? Just, I, I could see it. I could definitely see her winning. Um, but at the same time, I don't think she needs it as bad as any of the other girls. All the other ones need it more. There's um, two. There's three ladies that need it the most, and and, and I'm I'm obviously going to exclude Red Velvet just because I am not with the gimmick yeah. at all. I'm sorry, my oh. dear. Um, but so Ruby Soho really could use that win. Yep. She needs a big giant nod. Chris Statlander, ever since becoming this whole new person, she needs a big push again, and then. Are you really going to bury Tony Storm this quick? You know yeah. what I mean? It's and it's so this is one of those ones where we can go back and forth and maybe it's this and maybe it's that and I love the idea of Tony Storm and Chris Statlander. No disrespect to Ruby Soho as much as I know she needs something, maybe she's the one that beats uh Jade and wins the TBS title. I don't know. That's the problem. I don't you know, it's it's yeah, we it have to. Like, they have a they have a bloated roster. It's something we haven't talked about a lot on Max, and but it's been talked about throughout the wrestling community. And AEW's roster is so fucking bloated; it's ridiculous to the point where like you're willing to pass up a somebody like a Chris Statlander, like a Tony Storm, to push a Britt Baker, to push a Ruby Soho. You know, it's, now this it's ridiculous. is one thing that I absolutely love about this tournament is. This tournament has been going on for a couple of months. Yeah. Because they did the uh, qualifications. Yeah, that was the great part. I love that. Tournament. So you're not getting rematch after rematch after rematch after rematch like fucking WWE. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins going on for the third match. Uh, RK Bro and the Usos are talking about They've been talking about unifying the tag titles since WrestleMania, which has not yet happened. Will it happen tomorrow? We don't know yet. It's supposed to, but I don't believe it. I feel like there's going to be some sort of bullshit, and then it'll get carried off to hell in a cell. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this, we get different people each week, and yeah. then it's different matches each week, and I... God, I fucking love it. I was appreciating the hell out of it yesterday. And it's just like matches like I did not expect I'd ever see. You know, like it was good. And I've been enjoying the hell out of it. It's been it's been one hell of a tournament for sure. It's not definitely something worth constantly keeping your <laughs> eyes on. And it's 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 been in no way has it been a detriment to anything I could say. I I'm I've been loving this tournament. The possibilities are fucking endless. I haven't. It's racking my brain. I haven't been watching. I haven't been watching uh, NXT 
And I know you'll do the <sighs> A to B there on that one. Oh, yeah, we'll uh, get to that towards the end. I know there is a tournament, a women's tournament going. Breakout right? tournament. Yep. And one of them's in high school. Yes. One of them is <laughs> like, in high school. <laughs> that, that, that's a, not what I'm talking about when it comes to. So, okay, she's, we'll get into that. She's anyway. a true breakout, my man. She's a <laughs> true breakout. for now. <laughs> I'm actually going to, I'm, I'm going to get the bracket ready so I can, so I can be ready for you on this one. <laughs> there we go. Let's see. Break. No, not breakdown. What the fuck? Come on, Google. You're killing me here, Hoss. Anyway. All right, cool. That's ready to go there. All right, but let's finish. Let's go. So Serena Deep, Thunder Rosa. I can love I can love the shit out of that match. I think that one's going to be really good. We already talked about the three-way for the tag. And then we already know the main hanging punk. So that's going to be just bananas. So let's get that in. That entire segment last night was oh. god fucking awful with Serena Deep. Yeah. That, if, if there was one giant downfall of last night's show, it was that. I think. What's got me worried is uh, I think that was their ploy to really get Serena Deeb over. I feel like um, they're trying to She's not a talker. prep. It, what it felt to me was like they were shoving her down my throat and prepping me to get used to her being the champion. I and figured that was going to happen. I did not like it. Did not like it one bit. I've been the one advocating for her to become champ. I've been the guy that's been advocating for Serena Deeb to, to, to be women's champion because I feel like, and it's the same thing with Hangman, unfortunately, Thunder Rosa's reached her peak. You know, she's had decent matches with other people. You know, it, it, her one chemistry thing was with Britt Baker. And the reality is, is in that match, they didn't even catch that chemistry again. So it, yeah. it, it's time for something new, something fresh. And Serena Deep is new, it's fresh, and the great thing is she is a bona fide heel. So now you can make uh, yourself yeah, a new babyface but- star. Ruby Soho is ready for the picking. You know, yep. you got fucking uh, like I was we were talking about just Chris Stalander. She's ready to go. You know, maybe Paige Van Zant if they want to make her a face if she ever fucking shows up on television again. Again, there is a bunch of different people you can slot and make a push. It's just it's. When you have a heel chip, things get easier. So we'll we'll see how that all plays out, though. Um, did you by did you by chance guess this men's Joker when you thought of all the fucking people in the world? Uh, now, when it came to the that damn Joker, that fucking wild card bullshit, I was I knew he was rumored. Mm-hmm. But I did not want to believe it. I, <laughs> I wanted want to go to with. Uh, I wanted like uh, the other Johnny. The other <laughs> Johnny Gargano. You know, I, I would liked him. I would have liked uh, Cesaro or that was yeah. Uh, they uh, <laughs> fucking Bray Wyatt. Uh, I had Wyndham Rotunda. I'd like. John Morrison, Johnny Elite. Uh, I like the name this time. 
Every time he goes to another company, it, it amuses me. My favorite one so, still to this day is Johnny Mundo. It's still my favorite I, one. I, I popped for the name, but not so much for the person. <laughs> uh, he's a phenomenal wrestler. Yeah, he's great. I, I, I like the guy, but God Almighty, don't put a fucking mic in his face. Don't do it. He's no. not He's not your it, guy. Give him a badass female uh, manager, valet, that does the talking His wife. That would be amazing. It's going to probably be that his could wife. Work, but him alone, not so much. He's best in a tag team. He, he needs someone with him to be his mouthpiece. Uh, if this was a just a one-time match, that would be a, completely okay with me. As far as I know, he hasn't signed. Yeah, I think he's a majority signed with AAA. Yes. Maybe? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> and uh, this one-off with Samoa Joe, it was good. It was fun. I liked it. Hated the ending, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, but as long as I don't have to see him every week, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I can I can definitely get behind that one. I mean, I have a funny feeling we're going to see him for a bit. Um, I mean, he came out. He had the whole fucking slow motion entrance and everything still, which I, I, I don't give a shit. I fucking love it. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I fucking love it. Um and to me, this match was a little bit on the sloppy side, you know what I mean? But I, I fucking, I, Morrison is not a spring chicken. Goddamn Johnny Mundo, Morrison, Nitro, whatever the fuck you want to call him. He's not a spring chicken. He can still move-ish, but, you know, it's whatever. Joe advances right after that. Uh, Sanjay Dutt with a pipe, they, they whack him in the arm. Whatever. Um. It's supposed to be, you know, the arm that he uses the 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 clutch in and holds the guy for the muscle buster the whole nine yards. So, for those watching BTE, you know this has been coming. The Hardy brothers were backstage talking, you know, Matt uh, fucking Hart, Jeff Hardy sitting there with the gimmick on his uh, on his stomach. You know, all ribs are all taped up, and they're telling him like, "Hey, you know, you should probably take the night off. Adam Cole's gonna kick your ass." and Matt calls the Bucks uh, Hardy cosplayers, and so we know that this match is coming. I've been saying this for a while. Matt and Jeff singles, they're done. I don't ever, ever, never, never, not never, ever again need to see them wrestle fucking singles. Never again. Give me their fucking nostalgia matches. Give me the Hardys and FTR, the Jurassic Express, the Bucks, uh, you know, a couple other fucking teams, and then I need you to do me one hot great favor. I need you to go back to North Carolina and I need you to fuck right off. Okay. No disrespect, but all the disrespect in the world. I need you to go home and stay the fuck home. I knew that was coming. I knew it was coming and it's okay. I mean, it's perfectly have you noticed okay. my damn necklace? No, I know. That's why I had, <laughs> that's why I went on the rant and had to put it in the whole North Carolina and everything. <laughs> I had to do it. I, I don't give a damn. <laughs> so we were talking about uh, the news of the week with, Rick Flair are coming back for one more match. Oh, we're and, that. Uh, the whole rumor was it was going to be him versus Ricky, the dragon steamboat. And, uh, so I, I posted it, Max. I was like, who actually wants this fucking match? Harold <laughs> commented and said, 
whoever wanted Jeff in uh, AEW, I'm like, I wanted Jeff in AEW, and I do not want this fucking match. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I, I will doubt, gladly give you my take on this whole thing at, uh, at the end, but that's fucking hilarious, and I, yeah. that is that is Harold for you all, goddamn day long. I think I think Jeff can still go, uh, not as much as he used to, but he can work a lot better than Matt. Oh, that Matt that's... can stay on the side and be a mouthpiece. Matt can't can walk four manager. steps without his knees buckling. Yeah, I he's just so stiff. He's been stiff for years. And I he literally looks like he's got a broomstick shoved up his ass. Facts. That is fucking and, true facts. And, like the way he 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 moves like Kurt Angle almost, you know? Like yeah. he, he's just too stiff and can't work like he used to. Jeff, he still has potential. He's a little sloppy and slow right now in AEW. Because he's not only doing these stupid, crazy fucking matches, yeah. Like last week against Darby Allen, he's not. He's doing a lot more than that. He's having match like two matches a night. He's on uh, he's Dark on Rampage, or he's Dark. on Rampage or uh, Dynamite. So, and that's all done in one one day. Yeah, he's working his ass off, man. Um, he's also going with big time wrestling. Um. I didn't know that. He's done a couple of other indie shows. Like we just last weekend, it was uh, the New Brood. With, <laughs> oh, that's uh, right, Gangrel and um, uh, Matt and Jeff, and they did some damn stupid shit then too. So yeah, he he's pretty banged up. <laughs> you know that's why they were like, "Hey, he got cleared today, so he can still go, but he needs to slow down." He he needs to he can't be doing like twenty fucking <laughs> ladder matches a week. Nope, can't you do know? it. If he slows down, if he's stuck with just AEW with doing one match a week, I think he would be fine. And he could do a singles run. I think he could potentially even have championship material. Not world championship. I think that time has passed. His world, his world title uh, reign has he's done it. It's came and gone, but he could still be like television, uh, TNT, uh, uh, trios. Put Darby with him or something. Uh, tag team champion. He could still go in some manner, but Matt can fuck off. Matt can fuck right off. I love it. But he's got to work. He's got kids. Oh, yeah. Matt, about 10 more he got, He's got <laughs> fucking so much money coming in. If you don't stop it, he's got, got Twitch money. He's got YouTube money. He's fucking, he's got money. Anyway, Hangman Page and fucking Takeshita, hot diggity damn, if you didn't schedule me a five-star match for this fucking one, I don't know what else this was. This was fucking just incredible. I, I, I know how, how Hangman can work really well with people, but Takeshita has literally had, I think, what, three fucking matches on television that I've seen, or at least three. I know I've seen, he's had two on Dynamite and one on a Rampage, or I think it was two Rampage and one Dynamite, and they've all been fucking bangers. 
this kid is gnarly. He's 20 fucking six and he's fucking killing it. No disrespect to DDT. No disrespect. No disrespect. This fucking kid needs to go to all Japan or new Japan today, Jack. Today. He's that fucking good. I do not understand how this guy is just, he's sitting here now. He's in the fucking States. And he, I don't want to say he's being wasted, but if you're not going to push him, what are we doing? Like this kid, this kid has it. He has it. I don't know what the fuck else you need. I mean, yeah, you kind of need to be able to talk. Get him a mouthpiece. Fucking Rocky could talk for him. Leave, fucking make sure Rocky hangs out. I don't know. I don't care. This kid is fucking gold. That's I, I, as much as I love Hangman and I could praise Hangman and oh he did such a great job and oh that GTS was all right and d- fuck that it's this this fucking Takeshita kid fucking blew my goddamn socks off or as my man Dave Portnoy uh, says my it fucking knocked my dick off I got to pick my dick up off the floor <laughs> better Sami Zayn than Sami Zayn he's better than Sami Zayn because not only was he able to fly but his fucking power his transition work his strong style he literally literally was hitting on every cylinder like every he, cylinder he, it looked like he just a hundred percent copied uh Sami Zayn's typical match uh, oh that blue thunder and bomb took it to a whole new level I think it was more intense than Sami Zayn has been in his entire WWE career, at least since NXT, at least. Yeah, you got to watch his Ring of Honor uh, dance if you want to see some yeah, intensity. Yeah, Ring of Honor, and I'll give him NXT. Um, but this dude has real damn good potential. Oh, yeah. Damn, he, damn he good got, potential. He got pretty beat. <laughs> Uh, he, he seemed too excited, mm. and I think that kind of what messed him up. He really messed up his shoulder, his neck, or something. Well, yeah, that uh, fucking 630 off the goddamn ladder like a dumbass. Yeah, uh, but it, I think if he slowed down a bit, just just a bit, he would be all right and has real good potential. Sometimes that's what some of these fucking kids need. They just need to slow it down. Look how good Randy Orton is, and he used to be the fucking high-flying nerd. Not as to the athleticism as some of these guys, but still, he he understood that, you know, you needed to be able to make a transition. You can't work like that forever. But uh, people who I want to work like this forever is the greatest tag team that I've now ever fucking come across. And I've seen their match on Rampage. I didn't watch it completely. The problem with me is, or uh, not Rampage, I'm sorry. Um, Ele- no, Elevation's Monday. Dark. I was on Tuesdays. I'm watching Tuesday, but I'm also cooking dinner. So it's in the background. But just the little bit I was catching, a Keith Lee and Swerve Scott, or Swerve Strickland, blows my mind. What a fucking incredible tag team. Incredible yeah. tag team. They go out there against J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry and the Workhorsemen. First off, that's the greatest fucking name ever, the Workhorsemen. I love that. And it's just, it's. It, I don't want to say an easy clinic, but it was a real quick one. No big deal. We hit the, you know, uh, Keith Lee hit the pounce. They hit their, I don't know what the fuck their goddamn finisher is. It's like a doomsday stomp. It's fucking bananas. I love it. Uh, that's when uh, Jurassic Express comes out along with Christian Cage. They do the whole thing. Real champs, blah, 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 blah. We get the three-way for the tag titles at uh, Double or Nothing. 
I don't know why. Triple threat next week. Oh, yeah, triple threat next week. That's right, between Jungle Boy, um, was it Ricky Starks? Ricky Starks and Swerve. And Swerve. I was like, yeah, put the fucking FTW on the line, but they're not gonna, so fuck them, I guess. Well, Jungle Jungle Boy is kind of pissed about it, too. (laughs) Yeah, you can tell. Well, at the same time, though, you could see all the animosity building between him and Christian Cage. That's why I'm sure there was that little bit, because he's like, who the fuck is we? We didn't say this. Who the fuck is we? I didn't see you out there defending these tag titles. So I, I, I can see that coming. Uh, I also feel like, to me, that that's going to be Christian's exit out of yeah. AEW and probably going to back and fucking with Edge since Edge is back. And we already know how that whole thing goes. Um, no, I don't give a shit about the backstage. These 10 lashes by fucking MJF. Jesus Christ. If you if you don't put Wardlow any more higher on a pedestal after this one, I don't know what else, man. What else do you fucking need? This dude went out there and no sold every single motherfucking shot except for like the last two. So I'm now like the nerd on Twitter. All of them except these. But no, like for the first I want to say legit like seven or eight. He didn't even flinch. He didn't even blink. And he's just fucking get whippeted. And my favorite thing is like fucking MJF starts getting mad. So he starts hitting him even faster. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm just counting that. And, and, and it, like he um, got, he got like one extra shot in, but it was great. <laughs> Damn went for that one. And then it's like, no, like that. I'm just going to. Hit you in the balls. Right in the balls, as they <laughs> should have, and it was a great thing, and this is so, so good. It's playing up it, so fucking well. It amazes me that, like, I'm trying to think of it from, like, a character standpoint, you know? Like, these people really want to get their hands on MJF so fucking bad that they're willing to take all these beatings. Look at Jericho and the uh, trials that he had to go through when he was feuding with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, CM Punk had to do the same. Cody Rhodes mm-hmm. took lashes. There you go. I'm like, man, like these guys want to beat this shit out of him so damn bad. And he's such a sleep, slippery son of a bitch. They can't get his hands on him. So they'll just damn do it. Anything. Anything. And then next week, I think we get that uh, cage match. We do get the cage match next week. Sean Spears, Wardlow, as MGF is the special guest referee. My prediction for that right here, right now, is Wardlow is going to knock out MJF and use his hand to count the three. (laughs) Which, if that happens, by the way, you're welcome, TK, and I take checks through the mail. (laughs) Uh, Rapungi Vice. Rapungi. Rapungi Vice. I have to do it. I love their fucking theme. I love fucking Rocky. He's the man. It looks like they're going to be a thing. Rocky Romero and fucking Trent Beretta are going to be a thing. I'm hearing some things about Chucky T. Um, Maybe he goes away. Maybe he joins the fucking the, the, the BCC. I don't, I, you know, the Blackpool comeback. I, I don't mind it. You know, he was low key, the shooter, quote unquote, um, in PWG, so why not? I mean, it's it's an idea. I I, I mean, unless you're just gonna like. Well, I mean, they're already kind of all in the best friends uh, gimmick as it is. So I don't know. We'll see. I just I just I don't know. I don't want Chucky e. T to go by the wayside. He's a he's a good talent. He's a good hand. He needs to be utilized in some yes. sort of way. 
I'm going to say this is another five-star match, and I will fight anybody outside about it. Kyle O'Reilly and Ray Phoenix. I fucking love these dudes. If Ray Phoenix is not one of your top five favorite, is not one of the top five greatest wrestlers in the world in your mind right now, then, yeah, absolutely, I'll meet you in any parking lot to this day because that is ridiculous. The guy literally let his arm go fucking flop-a-dangle. All right, and he's back not four months later putting on banger after banger after banger. I don't know how he's fucking doing this. Kyle O'Reilly, the love for Kyle O'Reilly that TK has is phenomenal. It's He is, to me, Kyle O'Reilly went from the fucking loser on NXT to now he's back to the Kyle we loved, the Kyle on the indies winning world championship after world uh, championship. Wasn't he doing uh, the... uh, Basically, the NXT version of Orange Cassidy. Yeah, but they wanted to make it more vocal. Okay, and I, and, I and less and less lazy. Well, it was he, more of this, the "Hey, you're Canadian, so here's a Canadian tuxedo." He, he seemed a little bit. I don't know. He just seemed a little bit slower yesterday. Yeah, the methodicalness. No. I, I don't think he really put – I don't think he put his all into it. That's a possibility. Like, I, I, that's why I was like – you said that you would fight anybody that disagreed on him being five-star, so I'm like, all right, let's go. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, okay, because, to be to be completely I mean, transparent, we did go back and forth in the TSK saying if it was a four and three-quarter or a whole five. I, I will I lean towards the five. A, I'll give it a four. Okay, I understand. Uh, Two weeks their own. It had so much. I probably just overhyped it for myself. Like I, I was like the second that I saw that match was coming up. I'm like I, I did not sit the entire damn match. I was pacing the living room, just walking back and forth watching. And then by the end of the match, I was already sitting down because I was getting bored with. Um, Understood. I, I, he he got his chest was brutal. Brutal, baby. I felt bad for the guy. Hamburger. Uh, Ray Phoenix, he killed it. Like, he did amazing. That damn, uh, 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 the walking the ropes and then hitting that Hurricane Rana uh, to the outside, that was beautiful. And I fucking love that dude. And, like, he is definitely within my top five. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think. Kyle could have done it a little bit more. Yeah, I can. I can. Or I, gave it a little bit more energy. I can fuck with he, that. He, he did. He did the work, but the energy wasn't there like I hoped it would. I'm not in any way going to disagree with that. I like that. I like that uh, analysis. The way of thinking. It is unique. I fuck with it. <laughs> Jericho and William Regal. First off, these guys have known each other since 1997, so I did not expect anything fucking, you know, anything but craziness to come out of this. Jericho called um, William Regal a world uh, wasted potential, said he's a world class addict. And that was something that him and Moxley had in common. And that he even took a dig at Moxley or uh, Danielson by saying if he hangs out with Moxley so long, he's going to end up in the program, too. And it was just shots fired all over the place. Um 
And Jericho goes on this whole rant and he's like, you know, none of you guys would be here, you know, if it wasn't for me, you know. And Regal, I recommend you go home or I'm going to throw a fireball in your face because I'm a because I'm a wizard. But see, you know, every time he says that I'm a wizard, he needs to finish it with bitch. Just because I feel like that'd be way funnier. He'd be like, I'm a wizard, bitch. Like, I think that would fucking literally like pop a dude. Like, he's trying to be super serious in the ring. He would die laughing. Just to hear fucking Chris Jericho say wizard, bitch. It would be hilarious. So the funny, the Jericho had brought up how he pissed in in, uh, William Regal's tea back in the E days. And so William Regal decided, well, since he's come back and to work with uh, Jericho, he's going to retaliate. So he's been sticking his toothbrush up his bum. And I fucking thought that was hilarious. And a couple of the dudes in the TSK, I'm not going to mention here. They're like, isn't that uncomfortable? I'm like, that's what the fuck. It was so, hilarious. Sometimes I, I damn died. Sometimes the, for a joke, entire, you need to be uncomfortable. Was it was it uh, Santana or Ortiz or Eddie? One of the three. Wasn't one of them chewing on a toothbrush the entire time? <laughs> I think it, I think it was something like that. But yeah, I think it was Santana. Yeah. So I, they're talking about shoving toothbrushes up their ass. Wow, one of them's like chewing on one. I'm like, this is just fucking hilarious. It was like nobody's gonna shove mine up. Nobody's gonna shove my toothbrush up their ass because I'm gonna take it to the ring with me. Right, it's fucking hanging (laughs) out in my trunks now, hammer. <laughs> oh, that was just ridiculous. But then it turns into this whole thing, and and you know he's like, you know what, we're gonna do stadium, and Moxie's like, nope, nope, we're not doing your stupid fucking bullshit sports entertainment crap. And so I don't know what the fuck, the asylum, whatever the fuck thing. There is just no name for it at all. They all called it something different. They just said they're just gonna beat the shit out of each other, and it's gonna be violent. That's all we really know. There's still. That chance that it could be like a stadium stampede match. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could still be something like uh, Blood and Guts. Um, I, I feel like they're trying to, they're still trying to figure out what kind of match or trying to find a name for it. Um, I want to say that they're trying to save that for William Regal to say. Big time. Because that would make sense. Um, I want to know how the rules work for war games. So would they be allowed to use the word war games? Because there's a local indie show that I always go to. And they recently did what was called acts of war games. So the 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 war the the term war games is copyrighted by WWE when they bought WCW. Yeah. So the great thing is uh William Regal can't get in trouble for saying the word war games as long as they don't advertise it as war games. So well, I think what would that's be That's what awesome. I was saying if they advertise it kind of like this company did which I know TK works with because a lot of AEW guys are going and working with this company. Um, they could have do the similar thing and call it acts of war games or something war games or because blood and guts just, it's I mean, not a good name. I'm with it. you. I don't, I don't love the name. I'm not, you know, it's not the greatest thing ever. I'm not going to go get a fucking t-shirt printing with the words blood and guts on it. But I mean, 
if that's what you need to keep using for right now, fine. What I think would be hilarious, or at least a good idea, is like next week, uh, William Regal comes out and be like, "Well, we challenge you to a game, sweetheart, or whatever," and just you know, we're we like the war games. We'll meet you at Blood and Guts or whatever. But he's got to, I don't, yeah. he's got to yell war games though. He's got to yell something, and I feel like they just don't really know what they want to do yet. Nah, and that's why it was kind of all sloppy and. I don't know. It was awkward. Very awkward. All right. Let's... Pretty much after they got past the toothbrush gimmick, uh, it just got a little weird and watered down. Weird and watered down for sure. Very quickly. Uh, Maki Ito makes her return to AEW as the Joker for Britt Baker. Uh, as much as they had a really good match, uh, Britt Baker won. No shocker there. Uh, we're not going to talk at all about the Serena Deeb nonsense. I mean, uh, we already did. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you're fucking right. Anyway, um, <laughs> the main event, uh, Adam Cole, Jeff Hardy only got about seven minutes. My guess is because of time cuts. Um, Adam Cole beat up Jeff Hardy and he advances. I mean, we already kind of knew this was going to happen. Jeff came out with his ribs taped. You know, he got fucking, um, jumped from the beginning it was what it was. Personally, I I really, really, really enjoyed this show. I was like, whoever's booking this show needs to book every week. At least in my opinion, I, I, I was like, I don't know if this is an Excalibur thing. It felt like a PWG show to me. To me and some of the TSK. It felt like we were watching PWG mainly because of the matches. But then again... You know, some of them were kind of ass. So, but, but, we, but Kenny was back there producing. So that definitely yeah. says something. I'm just ready for him back on TV. Uh, I miss him. Uh, every time I watch this show, or even when I'm on the call with you, I'm not looking at you. I'm looking right beside of your fucking That's head right. and seeing Kenny Omega. Goddamn, Kenny Omega. Come, come on now, Kenny. Uh, next week, uh, they didn't give a rundown for next week, but we, uh, we pretty much did. Uh, Going to finish up the tournament, got a cage match. Um uh, got uh, it's a pretty good card for next week. I would assume the triple threat looking and, good, but most importantly, perfect time for a plug next week. Trivia takeover. The fucked up thing is, is I was just setting up to get right on into it. Cause that's what it is. Great minds think alike. So for those waiting for this week in wrestling history or the birthdays or whatever, we ain't doing them this week, Jack, not oh. happening. Um, so, but we will absolutely get into the, awesomeness that is next week besides double or nothing and that is the pro no, actually more than just that it's trivia takeover lucky number seven happening on may 24th and 26th to be precise it kicks off with the traditional champions chase for the knowledge championship as the phoenix attempts to see if his challengers are able to defeat him as no knowledge champion has ever survived the champions challenge his challengers consist of Chad Malcolm and Moses Marquez. There is still one spot left. Do not hesitate and get into this one. I wasn't saying you. I'm talking to the people out there. Nope. Stop playing around nope. in the background. Nope. This is this is the one to win. This is the one to win. If you ever wanted to walk into one of these, I have a 33rd and a third chance kind of nonsense that fucking Scott Steiner would tell you. This is that one. You walk in and you immediately have a better chance than the champion to walk away with gold. So, so, speaking of myself and Chad, we are going head-to-head -head for Chad's television championship, and the added stipulation involves you and everybody else. 
the lawyer himself if has put on paper that if I do not win, this has been approved by the judge or the captain or whatever the fuck he is nowadays, has been approved that if I do not win, I must join the jury. However, if I do win, not only do I get shiny gold, my decision is completely and totally up to me. Do I sign with the House of Ashes? Do I sign with the jury? Do I remain a rogue? Do I go let, off let into me the ask sunset? You a question. Let me ask you a question. You've been... I, I helped Chad to convince you to sign with him. Have you gotten a world title shot yet? I've gotten nothing. You have gotten nothing. I signed on with the shape and House of Ashes for one week and I already have the main event of Promo Slam for the World Championship. Not only that, but he found the, the loophole of my 90 days. My There is no 90 days. That's why I showed up last week. That's why I took my crown back. And that's why I'm here today and I'll be back next week competing for the Knowledge Championship in the uh, champions chase there we go and that third spot is filled as you hear it now correctly and of course we got to finish this up more work for me as it looks like the shape took it upon himself to finally give me an opponent when i when i issued this open challenge back at promo mania i figured nobody would answer i figured i'd be the guy that walks into the ring protects his hat off realizes there's nobody here put it back on walk back home no big deal no the shape has got bigger and different plans i have no idea what to expect i have no idea what to think but if you really want to know what's been going through my head you need to keep your eyes peeled and glued to the max wrestling youtubes as i will be dropping a training video yeah that's right i have no idea what's coming my way so i'm training we don't know what's coming, so we're You're training. Gonna need to. We're training for the world championships of championships. I'm training for a bushy kind of shit. That's what we're doing right here. And I know who your opponent is, and trust me, you're gonna want to train. See, this is. I don't the, think training is gonna be enough, but good luck. Here, that's the gimmick. That's what I'm afraid of the most. And for the main event, it's completely optional. Whoever walks away, the champions chase as the knowledge champion. They have the opportunity to cash in that title on the first time ever in the Jester's Justice for the World Championship. That's right. If you want gold, all you have to do is surrender your newly won gold. And all you got to do is beat the shape. If you do, you walk away with it all. If you don't, you leave with nothing. So for more information on this, you can go to maxwrestling.takeover7. And for more details on Jester's Justice, go to maxwrestling.net. Justice. So, gotta do it. A to B, NXT with a quickness. Here we go. Where's my fucking notes? See, there's no quickness in this. <laughs> All right, real quick. Probably. NXT. Um. We, there was a fucking, oh, that's right, the tag match to open up uh, Cameron Grimes and Solo Sequoia against uh, Cameron, uh, Carmelo Hayes, sorry, and Trick Williams. It was, uh, it was fine, nothing too crazy. I wasn't, like, over the top about it. Uh, I do really like Carmelo Hayes. Everything he does is, I, I love, um, 
But it looks like if Grimes retains, we're going to get Grimes and Sequoia for the uh, North American Championship. So we'll see how that goes. Tatum Paxley uh, loses to Last Legend in this women's breakout tournament. Last Legend is no good. Let me tell you this again. Last Legend is no good. I don't know what's going on. It's just not. It's not where the money's at. And I'm not putting no money on it. Uh, Joe Gacy challenges Braun Breaker. Uh, he fucking, he goddamn kidnapped this fucking guy last week, and he's your goddamn champion, and nobody called the police. So, the guy's back again, and now there's a fucking match, and apparently, um, what was the stipulation on the other hand right here? Uh, they did the whole thing, he wants to up the stakes, uh, says, oh, that's right, it says if he loses via disqualification, he could still lose the championship. If Braun Breaker, you know, gets disqualified, he could still lose the championship. So, that kind of sucks there. Uh, Wesley was supposed to have a match against Zion Quinn, but it was postponed because Quinn is unable to compete. So, um, Nathan Frazier, who is this new guy who I think they're going to end up teaming Wesley up with, jumps in and decides, well, they're going to, he'll take on his spot and they're going to have a match. We got, (coughs) excuse me, the Viking Raiders against the Creed Brothers. I actually really enjoyed this one a lot. Haas dudes in there throwing each other around. It was really fun. I was enjoying it a lot until of goddamn course. Goddamn Roderick Strong goes in there and starts fucking doing some interfering. And that's when Julius, one of the Creed brothers, starts getting upset and starts yelling at him. Well, he ends up getting hit with a power bomb. And one, two, three, they lose. And that's that one for them. Andre Chase. And Brody Hayward. I, I like Brody Hayward way more than I do Andre Chase, but it was Andre Chase and Grayson Waller. And Andre Chase has like there are two there are two guys that stick out like a sore thumb for me on NXT. And it's just from their wrestling style. It's like somebody from the 90s literally said, This is how you have to work. And they took the exact style from the 90s and said, You can't do this. You have to do this 90 style in 2022. Oh, but I want to. No, 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 no. You have to do this style in 2022. So I can't do drop kicks. No, you fucking can't do a drop kick. You need to do this dumbass style from 1991. Like, it's, they are, it, and it's fucking, um, it's, I don't want to, no, not Grayson Waller. It's fucking Andre Chase. It's, um, Andre Chase, it's fucking Tony D'Angelo, and it's uh, the fucking poker nerd. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, Duke Hudson. They all have this, like, early 90s wrestling style, and it fucking drives me bananas. Uh, it's a piece of shit match. Andre Chase loses. Um, Roxanne Perez, who was the former Roxy, against uh, Kiana James. This match was just fucking ass. I do not understand some of these ladies and how the fuck they're in this tournament. Uh, just to get to the main Santos Escobar versus Tony D'Angelo. I, I, I say this as nice as I can Santos, as much as I've seen you carry some fucking nerds, you couldn't carry this one. This one was bad. This was not the worst like NXT episode I've ever seen. It wasn't a very good one. It had some cool moments. Uh, let's see. Wesley and Nathan Frazier was also very good. So there was like two good matches, a bunch of bullshit. No Nikita Lions. All bad. Come on now. I mean, if you're going to give me a bad show, at least give me some thickness so I can enjoy <laughs> myself. Anyway, that is all we have for y'all today. We have literally gone through it all. We've talked about the upcoming uh, trivia takeover. We talked about Sasha and Naomi. We talked about everything in goddamn between. I do want to quickly finish with 
if it's Ric Flair is going to have his final fucking match, it needs to be with Sting. Plain and simple. Yeah. Leave it alone. I don't want to see Steamboat. I don't want to see no triple threat, no fucking six-man tag. Just make it against Sting and call it a goddamn day. Plain and simple. Sting can go. Flair can go. Give them eight minutes. They're fine. Anyway. All right. So, again, we're going to get out of here. Next week is Trivia Takeover 7 in the two-day form. Make sure you're checking out the Champions Chase on the 24th and the Big Show on the 26th when we will also be predicting double or nothing. We'll have to see where it goes. We'll have to see where I sign. But before we do that, Trev, what you got for me? Not a damn thing. I'll see y'all fucking next week. (laughs) Not a damn thing next week. All right, then it is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. We'll catch y'all around the bend. Catch you next week for episode 376 and quite possibly the new television title reign of yours truly. And God only knows what we're going to pile on top of it. Knowledge champion right here. Oh, let's go. Let's go. That's right. The brothers and I'll tell you, of I'll championships. Tell you right now, I'll tell you right now. Oh, this is a, a spoiler, not a prediction. I will win the knowledge championship next week, and I will not cash it in for the jesters, Justice. whatever bullshit. And I will just take the world championship off the captain Ooh. at Promo Slam. There it is. He said it. Read them and weep as they say. Catch y'all around the bend. Deuces. I don't want to fucking take on nobody scary.